0: You, you are now listening to Teach Me How to Love You Better, hosted by Dergo Beecher.
1: I appreciate you are returning to teach me Tuesday's newest lesson that we will call Feels Like I'm Cheating. This conversation was developed based upon the idea of men not being able to be true to who they truly are or once were, and some of them have yet to figure out ways to accept who they are or once were. So. And coming up with this talk piece, I was able to use a parallel of my own that was befitting to this very conversation to hopefully help our men make sense of this space of our manhood. And that space is the acceptance of who we once were when it makes absolutely no sense for where we are currently. And what if I told you that you don't have to answer to anyone for your past choices outside of those who are due an apology if in fact you hurt someone with those old ways. Give me a second, we'll get into that. Today's lesson is gifted to us from Latree Sampson Richards, who is a mental health and wellness creative who unraveled so many great points about why we feel so convicted by our past and current relationships, how we don't respect a person's privacy in a relationship, how we romanticize our relationships so much that we falsely believe that our significant others should be the last to hurt you when in fact they are most of the time the first. The idea that a person's humanity and past experiences are deemed unacceptable are the very reasons why many feel like they are cheating when they're being completely honest. And it may be because you as the person or accuser don't know how to accept someone for who they are simply because you haven't accepted yourself either. I hope you're ready for this lesson. So ladies, support your sister. Fellas, sit back and shut the hell up because you and I both know that we treat each other like cheaters because we really don't understand the real concept of flaws and all but let's get into it welcome to feels like I'm cheating featuring Latrice Sampson Richards on teach me how to love you better Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a brand new lesson of teach me how to love you better and I'm excited to have this conversation because this is somebody I've um been watching and I've always paid attention to people who call themselves life coaches because there are some that are not authentic, but um I've seen this person really do an amazing job of helping people to to heal and potentially grow from their issues and hangups and things of that nature. So I try to incorporate those people as much as I can on Teach Me How to Love You Better, because a lot of us are not necessarily looking for love. We are looking for healing. So today we have Latrice Samson Richards on Teach Me How to Love You Better to have a grand conversation. How are you doing this morning?
0: I am doing very well. Thank you.
1: It is amazing to uh, finally be able to um, touch base with you. Um, I really, I believe I was introduced to you personally on a video clip that I saw from a pod connection almost, I believe, two years ago. Was that in Atlanta?
0: Yes, it was. That was in uh 2018, I believe it was, uh, in Atlanta. Yeah. That was my first uh live performance, my live my first live show.
1: Wow, wow. And um, it's interesting because um, I think from the video clip, I've been like kind of in my mind saying to myself, like, I'm going to try to get her on my show. I'm going to try to get her on my show. And it literally took me two years to prepare something good enough because I'm a writer at heart. So um, because I take what you do seriously, um, I believe that I have to be overly prepared in a sense to, um, mm to justify your time. So um, I'm extremely grateful to uh, have you. So I would like for you to introduce yourself and give yourself the proper introduction because I want to make sure that everything that you do is um, presented well. So just take a few minutes to tell the listeners who you are, what you do and all of the things that you're involved in.
0: Absolutely. Well, I feel like, first of all, you set the bar really, really high just now. I'm like, I hope I can like (laughs) Jump that high and meet that standard, Um, but I sure do appreciate you. Uh, Hello, everybody. My name is Latrice Sampson Richards. I am a mental and emotional wellness creative, licensed professional counselor, and a certified life enhancement coach. I teach Black women the skills that we need in order to heal and manifest. And I do that by sharing my journey in hopes that it'll help you along your own. And so um, I'm super excited to be here. Um, I'm the host of Unicorns Talk podcast, um, which is has been on a little bit of a hiatus because I practice what I preach. And so I'm always talking about self care and needing to shut things down sometimes when it comes to your mental health. And so um, about a year ago, I found myself in a place where that's what I needed to do in order to get my shit together, you know? Um, and so I took a little bit of a hiatus, but it is coming back very, very soon. New episodes have already been recorded. Um, and so, yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm excited to be here as well.
1: Wow. I appreciate it. Um, Well, to kind of introduce this particular segment, because it's it's a subsidiary of my initial podcast changed the subject. I had an issue some years back where, um, my platform is pretty much built upon women. I'm a very emotional guy and I try to manage and sometimes cope with a lot of the emotions that I have. And for some reason, when I speak, um, the reactions I get is typically from women. And so in that particular area of me developing content, I felt like I understood women a little bit better than most men. But there was one instance where I ran into a few women who told me I wasn't the best listener because of me being emotional. So I decided to create this platform, which is what we're on right now, to basically make a statement from a man that I'm intentional about hearing, seeing and understanding women. And I ask hard questions because I feel like the harder the question is, the easier it will be to to learn. Um, Sometimes we have to um, put our pride to the side and actually be stupid in a space of asking a question in order for us to really gauge and learn what it is that we need to learn. So this is a very important thing for me You know, and it has been very healthy in me potentially growing a better hearing capability. So, um, since we're talking about love, what do you see or feel about love today? For where we are at this very moment in 2020,
0: I feel like that's a loaded question. Um, You know, I think that probably the the pop culture kind of answer would be that love is in danger. Um, and all of that, you know, we have with the, with the quarantine, I know that everybody has heard the statistics of how many marriages and relationships have fallen apart as a result of the quarantine. Um, and there's a lot of different reasons probably why that is. Um, but I think honestly, knowing what I know about human beings and what it means uh, to be human and to try to find love um, and what I know about what it takes to make relationships work. um, I think it's more likely that the relationships that are falling apart right now probably never should have been in existence um, to begin with. And so I think, you know, when, when you ask a question about like the state of love, uh, right now uh, in our country, but specifically in our community, I think it's really more of a, a journey of self-love than it is a journey of trying to find romantic love. I think that if more of us were uh, really understanding of who we who we are and let, let me be clear. When I say self-love, I'm not saying, girl, if you loved yourself enough, then you wouldn't stand, you wouldn't take this and you wouldn't take that, or you got to love yourself before anybody else could love you. I mean, I'm not saying it in that sense. I hate when people say it like that. What I am saying is that to know yourself is to love yourself, right? And so the the best route to self love is self understanding. And so I think that there's a lot of people who are engaging in relationships and getting married and making these commitments and starting families and things like that with people that don't know themselves. Right. And when you have two people in a relationship that don't know themselves, how can they teach each other about how they need to be loved. And I think that's why we see such a breakdown in the relationships uh, and in terms of, you know, the longevity of relationships these days. So I think the state of love in our community really starts with the state of self-understanding and being able to know yourself well enough to make relationship decisions for yourself.
1: Mm. That's, oh man, that was actually a confirmation um, statement that you made because that goes entirely into the small topic that I have prepared for you today. But before we get to that, for you listeners, this is Teach Me How to Love You Better. This is a statement from a man to a woman um, petitioning to hopefully better understand a woman's needs, how to make her feel safe and protected and heard. And in this particular portion of the conversation, I am going to ask Latrice a question. And when I ask this question, I am going to be completely silent. And when she speaks, she gets to say everything that she feels, whether it be vulgar, profane, um, disrespectful even. Um, the intent is for her to completely get her thoughts out. And I will not say anything until she says, okay, BJ, you can speak now. Okay? So,
0: oh, BJ, you need, I need to get my husband on this call so he can hear some of that. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you, you ain't gonna cut me off. Hold on. My husband done went to work already today, but I'm sure gonna make sure that he hears that. Can you send me a clip of you saying that just so he can understand that that's what needs to happen? You know,
1: <laughs> I would definitely send you a clip. <laughs> okay. But All right. This actually-
0: Listen, you need to sell that on a, uh, you need to sell that on the iTunes download,
1: mm-hmm. you know? This is actually like the the favorite part of the show is that, you know, women get to really get all of their thoughts out and say the things that they've been dying to say without being interrupted mm-hmm. or cut off. So um, this is the most integral piece of the show. But I'm going to ask you this question and then you have the floor. So the question is, in what way, as a woman, do you feel a man could love women better, but not for his own benefit, but more so the benefit of the women he's actually aspiring to love?
0: In what way do I feel a man can love a woman better? Um, That's a really good question, and it's actually something that I think about often um, you know I in, in every relationship I think the most important thing that anybody is looking for in a romantic relationship or really in any relationship because to be honest this goes for relationships period this is not just for man woman relationships or romantic relationships. this is for every relationship that exists parent child Uh, you know, co-worker, boss, employee, uh, uh, entrepreneur, partnership, whatever, any kind of relationship that exists. I think the number one way that we can engage each other better and love each other better is honestly to acknowledge the reality of who that person is. Um, And what I mean by that is definitely... I think we have a lot of times we come into relationships with an understanding of who we want somebody to be like we have this list of people that uh, of like who this ideal person is that we're looking for and so we set out with our list and and we say okay I just need to check this off the list I need to check that off the list oh this is the check that's the check and if somebody doesn't meet the list like if somebody has a quality that's not on the list we have a tendency to like either blind ourselves to it meaning we see it but we don't see it like we we know it's there but we're not really going to pay a lot of attention to that because that thing is not on my list and I don't really you know I'm not I don't too much care about that thing so I'm not going to acknowledge that that thing exists but that thing that thing that we've chosen to put off to the side is a part of who that person is and so I think when you're engaging in a relationship with somebody it's definitely there's nothing wrong with being clear about what your expectations are for a relationship or for the person filling that particular role I think not only is it okay it is necessary you have to be clear within yourself about what your expectation is for the role itself right um but the person filling the role has to be able to let you know who they are and you have to be willing to allow yourself to see it the good the bad and the ugly my husband and i had an argument day before yesterday about it's a it's a, a recurring argument that I I like to think we're getting a little bit better at, but every relationship has recurring arguments. You have some arguments that just pop up, and then you have some arguments that are recurring arguments. And so usually those recurring arguments deal with a aspect of the person that you're in that relationship with that you really don't care for, but it keeps coming up. Um, but you have decided within yourself that either uh, who the, they are as a whole is worth it to you to not uh, it for that to not be a deal breaker, um, or you have chosen to ignore it during the good times, and so it only really becomes a problem when it's getting on your damn nerves, you know. And so I think that we have to be able to see. Each other as whole people we have to understand that the good comes with the bad there is no way to separate those things out and we have to be able to see the fullness of, of that in our partners so for a man to be able to fully see a woman I think is the ultimate act of love to be honest is because it, it acknowledges that you know, I see that you're a strong woman. I see that you are a go-getter. I see that, you know, you killing it out here in this employment situation. You know, I see that you're a hustler. I see that, you know, you are a strong woman. But I also see that sometimes you want to be held. I also see that sometimes you need to be pampered or you need attention. Sometimes you need to just be, you know, quote unquote, just be a woman right whatever that means for each individual person sometimes you need to just be able to put it all down and and allow me to be able to lead you and i can do that for you because i recognize the fullness of who you are so i really i think it's really just you know allowing the person the woman that you're in a relationship with to be fully seen And fully accepted. Acceptance doesn't necessarily mean agreement. Because there's certain traits that I have that my husband is not in agreement with. He doesn't, he does not like those traits. And he makes it clear to me that he does not like those traits. But he has accepted that that's a part of who I am. And it comes with being with me in a relationship. And because he is so accepting of the reality of who I am, because he really makes it clear that he sees me want to heal those parts of me that, you know, probably cause the, the things that he doesn't like about me. Because to be honest, you know, those are my reactions based on past negative experiences that I've had that I've been carrying around with me from relationship to relationship, starting with the earliest relationship with my daddy and my mama and my brother and my sister. And then the people at school growing up and then the people at college, you know, when I was in college, I've been carrying this trauma with me. And so uh, most of the things that he doesn't care for about me, are really my trauma responses, and so those things can be relearned. Those things can be nurtured away, but it takes time in order to do that, and um, that time needs to be filled with acceptance. So I would, I would just say, you're still worth it to me, even in the face of those flaws. Um, so that's that's my answer, BJ. You can you may you may speak now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I really, really enjoyed your answer. And um, it really does tie into the conversation that I prepared for you. And it's also a great way to kind of put me on the chopping block because I'm using a personal experience that does go into everything that you said even before the question um was asked. So we're just gonna go straight into what we're going to call feels like I'm cheating, right? Mm-hmm. Now, moment of transparency. When me and my lady first started dating, there was a point where we actually believed that opening ourselves to each other completely was an indicator that there was nothing to hide. So um, we decided to allow each other to have the passcodes to our phones. Now, as an adult, I still kind of frown on that idea now because I still believe that even in a relationship, you do deserve um, a sense of privacy nonetheless. But um, at that particular point, probably four to five years ago, this is what we decided to do. So in this, um, this one particular time, we were like sitting on the couch, just chilling, and she was like going through the pictures in my phone. And she was like scrolling, scrolling because what she saw was like way up in the picture, I guess, content category in a sense. It was like kind of like far up for me to even forget that it was in the phone. And the reason I forgot was because for iPhone users, your iPhone Apple ID is consistent no matter how many times you upgrade your phone. So, single BJ and committed BJ still has the same Apple ID. And I never really felt the need to delete anything because for that particular time period that I can account for, I didn't have to explain myself to nobody. So um, she went up the phone and out of nowhere, she asked me, um, do you like girls with big butts? And because she caught me off guard, I'm like, nah, not really. You know, why you ask? And her reply was, well, there's a lot of them in your phone. Right? And I realized in that moment that one, I hadn't fully accepted myself for the past that I was living as a single man. And then two, it made me question: did I make her feel worthy enough as my partner to not have to ever question herself? While she's with me. So I'm in this particular moment of feeling like a cheater, even when I hadn't cheated, even in dating. And it was a very conflicting moment in time for me because I was focused on myself in that moment because I was embarrassed and I couldn't even wrap my head completely around the question that she's asking. Now, I said no, because I knew that by the time I met her, I had matured from chasing fantasy and was more so focused on fulfillment at that particular time of us dating. But the truth was, as a single man, I did chase fantasy a lot of times with no intent of finding a soulmate. So the fantasies, of course, were strapped. Everything that I felt like egotistically made me feel good about myself as a man and In that second, I guess I realized that the intent of her having my passcode to the phone was was for me to be honest. But in that very moment, I realized I lied about my past of actually fantasizing about women who were completely different than she was. And in that moment, I did feel like a cheater. So we are going to discuss in today's topic two dualities. What does a man do with his attractions when his soulmate or life partner potentially has none of those characteristics? And the second half, which is more geared towards the women, what does it feel like as a woman to not be physically ideal, but romantically perfect in terms of companionship? Now, based on all of what I said, what came to your mind initially one, hearing the title feels like I'm cheating, and then, two, assessing the example that I gave you in the scenario.
0: Right, yeah. So um, I think that um, there's a few things, right? So first and foremost, in in your uh, sharing of your story, you talked about the need for privacy. Um, You know, you talked about how y'all shared your – phone passwords and everything like that and um because in an effort to have like an open and honest um uh, transparency in your relationship um but then that kind of backfired on you um <laughs> uh, yeah when yeah. when you found yourself in a situation of of having to explain Your past. Um, So the first part that really stood out to me was the discussion around privacy in relationships. Um, I absolutely believe that it is important that certain parts or certain pieces of yourself be only for you in a relationship. We are socialized to believe that a, a good relationship um, means being enmeshed with each other, like completely and totally enmeshed with each other that, uh, your, your spouse becomes your best friend and, you know, you don't need nobody else and, and this, that, and the other. And that's a fallacy. Um, it's a huge fallacy. Uh, even the notion that, uh, a relationship is 50, 50 and, uh, all of this, I, that's, that's just not the reality. The reality is that a relationship is, a hundred a hundred right so we both have to give a hundred percent of ourselves but in order for us to be able to give a hundred percent of ourselves we have to be able to refresh outside of that relationship we have to be able to keep in touch with who we are outside of that relationship there has to be some separation there um, and so I definitely believe that people go overboard in an attempt to be uh ideal or like to to make themselves believe that they have the ideal relationship and that's just it's just not the right way to go um now i mean some people feel comfortable like certain things work for certain people in their relationships so you know, it's every relationship is is different, every relationship is individual. Um, But if you all have learned nothing else from this experience in your relationship, you've learned that either there needs to be more conversation about what that privacy needs to look like, um, or uh, that that method of uh, openness and sharing is not the right method for y'all, you know, so that's a that's a deeper conversation that y'all need to have in your relationship. Um, So that's, that's the first thing that popped into my mind while I was listening. The next thing um, was around the guilt that you felt, um, which really, as you were describing it, it sounds more like shame than it does Mm. guilt, you know, Um, because you can't feel guilty for uh, living and existing. Um, That's where you were at that time in your life. And you cannot apologize for having been in that space um, at that point in your life. That's just where you were. Uh, It doesn't mean that It doesn't necessarily speak to the appropriateness of that, of the being in that space. It doesn't necessarily speak to, uh, I mean, it really don't speak to nothing other than the reality that that's where you were at that point in time. And so apparently you have a great deal of shame around having been in that space for Uh, any period of time and I think Mm -hmm. that's the work that you need to do with and within yourself to understand why you feel shameful about that you know what I'm saying Um, because the shame is what caused you to lie about the reality of of where you were at that point in time. Right, right, um, right. Well, not only the shame, but also it wasn't a it wasn't fair. You know, she had information that you didn't have. Um, and so when she came at you with that information, um, there there was no right answer for that. Like it did not matter what you said in that moment. It was gonna be a problem because just like your work is in figuring out why or what's causing you to feel shameful about having been in that place at that time in your life. Her work is going to be around understanding what makes her feel uncomfortable with the fact that you like girls with big booties. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, when, when you asked that question, uh, when, you know, when you said she asked that question, uh, do you, do you like girls with big booties? The first thing that popped in my mind was, well, who doesn't, who doesn't like girls with big booties? I'm just saying like, it's a, like entire albums have been made, about girls with big booties, you know, um, mm-hmm. and so why, like, who who doesn't? That it's a loaded question. It's a loaded question. I like girls with big booties, and I don't <laughs> even like girls <laughs> like that. But sometimes if I see a girl with a big booty, I'm like, damn, my booty is big, you know. Like it's it's just it's just a thing. It's just a thing, right. and it's a normal thing, and it's a completely one hundred percent healthy thing.
1: But I think what ended up happening, because this was, this was like early into us dating. So mm-hmm. like, this is probably, I want to say almost four to five years ago, oh, right? okay, Okay. So there's a lot of time that happened, but what I did w- with using the example is to build a much greater conversation because I don't personally think that She was insecure within herself Mm -hmm. about potential desire or fantasy that the guy she's dating has that he's not very vocal about. I just think that sometimes, in the way that we intend to present ourselves when we want to be assured of our potential partners being like focused on what we're here for, I think that in that moment, me responding the way that I did kind of distracted her from how can you put that? I feel like it was me that was the distraction from the question that she was actually initially asking. How so? Because in a sense, like um she's very confident in who she is. She's not the the person who She's kinda like you in a sense. Like she gives it up for other women. She's not that person who kind of like shames or belittles anybody but for that that moment when i looked at what she was looking at it was like ass 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 <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah, yeah, throughout yeah. the entire phone so it's like well damn my nigga like do you feel as though with me being shaped different or with me not being completely ideal to what's inside of your phone are you sure about what you're like looking for in me Mm. i don't think that it was more so her questioning herself it was more so her questioning me like are you sure about what you're looking for because these women don't necessarily reflect anything that i have because i'm more into at this time because i'm free to do whatever i want i wanted to like reach or ascend to things that i had never had prior to being in a fulfilling relationship. So my standards were solely based on fantasy and desire alone. There was no reason or rhyme for what I was looking for at that time. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, the reason why the shame set in was because I didn't yield anything from that. Mm. So looking looking at the person who is rightfully so, even in dating your soulmate, you're looking her dead in her face you begin to feel shameful because it's like, why did I waste all of that time and now have to answer for it and still don't have an answer?
0: Well, but it wasn't a waste of time, you know, and, and you do have an answer in terms of, Um, You you had to go through that phase of your life. You had to go through that that time period where um, you were searching for what made sense for you. And, you know, because of whatever reason, socialization or conditioning or peer pressure or rap and hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Like for whatever Mm -hmm. reason that was what you believed you were supposed to be going after and so as you set out on that journey to try to find that um or to try to like make that your thing you became more and more aware that that really wasn't your thing that that wasn't the thing that you right, were looking right. for and so that if if you had not gone through that time period then you would not have ever gotten to the place where you be like man fuck that I ain't doing that shit no more this is some bullshit I don't like that shit Right. you know right. what I'm saying like right. you, you had to get to that place in order to get to this place to get to the place where you are now so I, I just I honestly I really believe that there is a lesson in every experience and some experiences we have to dig a little deeper to find that lesson but the lesson is always there um, for those who are open to receiving it for those who are open to seeing it um and acknowledging mm-hmm. it um and so I think you know learning about yourself getting a deeper understanding of who you are and what you need and what's important to you that that's a lesson that's a lesson in it it's a very valuable lesson at that you know right, right yeah right. so the shame that you're feeling is likely because you you haven't seen it or the shame that you felt um Which I still, like, I get what you're saying, but I still feel like it was a loaded question. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was Mm -hmm. no right answer in that moment. Um, and as confident as she may be, cause I'm, I'm very confident in who I am. I'm very confident in myself. I'm, I, myself am a plus size woman and I got a big booty, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty. I definitely believe I'm pretty. Um, you know, I love my hair. I feel like, you know, I, I'm just, I think I'm a hot piece, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm a hot <laughs> facts, piece. Uh, I'm very confident in myself, but I do have, certain things about my body or certain things about the way I um, show up in the world, um, like physical things that I have absolutely no control over that I don't really care for. And sometimes, some days, not very often, but every now and then those things get the best of me. And I feel less confident in who I am or, or not necessarily who I am, but I feel less confident in my appearance, you know, and I need my husband to reiterate to me that I am sexy, you know, and, and I need my husband to make sure that I, that I, that he communicates to me in clear language, that he is still physically attracted to me, that he's sexually attracted to me. Um, even though, Like my logical mind knows that, like, I I don't question that. I never Mm -hmm. necessarily need to question that, but sometimes I need to hear it. I need to hear it. You know what I'm saying? And so for whatever reason, it doesn't matter how confident any woman or any person may be overall everybody has moments where they don't feel like themselves. Everybody has moments where the the parts of themselves that they don't necessarily care for are exponentially highlighted in their mind,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know? And that's just, I mean, that's just, that's the human experience. That's a part of the human experience. And so in that moment, whatever it was for her that's buried, you know, deep 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 back 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 within cuz if you don't have a big booty and you find out that your dude got all these pictures of these girls with big booties, then that's gonna make you be like, "Okay, well, especially like you said y'all was fresh in a relationship, you know what I'm saying?" Mm-hmm. Um I mean that who very very few people would not be triggered by that. So it was the 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 conversation it was a setup you know what i'm saying it was a setup it wasn't there was no right answer in that moment um because if you would have said yeah then it would have been like well so but i don't have a big booty so why so it didn't matter it didn't matter what you said it was a setup
1: (laughs) okay i got it i got it yeah okay so this is why this setup well me using that example um is a perfect setup for the conversation because in feeling like a cheater there are so many different ways that we develop the characteristics of a cheater by trying to prevent looking like a cheater Mm -hmm. and i'm saying this because um just in sticking with the initial example um and saying that i don't like girls with big butts is still a lie because at a time that was the truth right so like you trying to cover your tracks in certain ways to pacify the potential hurt that you can cause a person um it's still very much an untruth and I wanted to use me personally so that men that are listening can hear me personally growing up in an episode because whether or not she liked my answer she still deserved the truth yeah right yeah. so um I was able to learn that and sitting with that situation um and sometimes what i wish for is a do-over because now my maturity would have shown more in how i answered the question because what i truly meant to say is that despite my entrance once being centered around the girl with the big butt it doesn't distract me from your beauty and being Mm. which is the truth yeah. Um, but to a woman it potentially could sound like some bullshit because mm-hmm. in her mind <laughs> hypothetically she caught you up so without mm-hmm. realizing it i didn't de- i denied a piece of who i was mm-hmm. because i don't know if that fantasy will ever even exist within me again i don't mm-hmm. know if it's gonna come back or not but in that moment of the past i felt like i had to protect her from my past which which is essentially a part of cheating yeah, You don't want to confess that this is something that still has a hold on you even though or even after the reality of you being it, you being the one, you being the the standard. Like you still don't necessarily feel comfortable about accepting the shame that you feel about certain things that you've done in the past. So how can men be honest about what they are? without shame when a huge part of our responsibility to a relationship is to protect their woman's feelings.
0: That's not your responsibility. I think oh, it isn't. Oh, that's okay. where, that's where a lot of the confusion lies is that, you know, we have this idea, like I was saying before, we have this idea that, you know, our spouse or, or the person that we're in a relationship with is supposed to be, you know, like our... Our savior, like this is supposed to be the one person in the world that never hurts my feelings. This is supposed to be the one person in the world that you know, just I I know hands down that this person is never gonna say or do anything to hurt me and this, that, and that's just it's not realistic and it's not fair to be human, is to fuck shit up sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like mm, that's just mm. a part of the human existence, that's a part of what it means to be human. And I don't think it's its just not fair to say to somebody that you're in a relationship with, look, you got to take me as I am with all of my flaws, with all of my this and with all of my that, But, but you can't have no flaws of your own. You can't never mm. fuck up. You can't never do the wrong thing. You can't never say the wrong thing. But if I say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, then I need you to be understanding and you got to take me as I am.
1: Yeah. I feel and that's you
0: what that. we, that is, that's the expectation that we set for people in relationships. That's mm. bullshit. It's not realistic. How are you going to ask them to accept you as is, and you're not willing to accept them?
1: Okay, okay. The
0: reality is that people fuck up. People make mistakes. People sometimes get in their feelings. People sometimes get in their own moods. Sometimes people have a bad day. Sometimes people are callous. Sometimes people are not thinking. And sometimes people have a very hard time seeing or understanding other people's points of view. This is the reality of the human experience. That's Mm -hmm. just what it is. And so to make a decision for yourself to be in a relationship with another human, doesn't matter what type of human that is, right? But to make a decision with and within yourself to be in a committed relationship with another human is to accept the reality of their humanity and that they're not going to get it right every single time. I think what matters though, is, is two things, two things that, that matter the most. And those are the things that we really need to be paying more attention to that we often, you know, it often gets lost in the sauce. You know, the first thing is the intent intent Mm -hmm. matters. Somebody can hurt your feelings, even if they didn't mean to, I tell my husband, you know, like sometimes my husband is Jamaican and I'm talking about like Jamaican Jamaican. Like I, I think I married <laughs> the most Jamaican Jamaican that ever Jamaicaned. You know what I'm saying? Like my <laughs> husband is uh, like extra, extra, extra Jamaican. And for those of you who, you know, have intimate relationships or or really know and understand Jamaican men. Or Jamaican culture in general, you know that they are very, very blunt. You know, like um Jamaicans talk to each other very matter of factly. Um, there's not a whole lot of cushioning um around anything. Uh, you know, it's just this is this is what it is. And and they just um are very direct and, and very straight to the point. And I am very, very American, um, which I didn't I didn't realize just how american i was until i started dating a jamaican
1: mm-hmm.
0: right um mm-hmm. but in america we don't always speak to each other so directly um there's a good bit of buffering that tends to take place in in our communication with each other you know and so it was a massive massive adjustment for both of us because I kept telling him, nigga, what you're not gonna do is keep talking to me crazy. Like, that's what you're not gonna do. Cause, like, you're hurting my feelings. And I don't, I don't like that. Like, I'm not okay with, with, my feelings constantly and consistently being hurt because you saying some off the wall shit. And so we like, we need to come to a middle ground. Like you have to change the way that you're talking to me. And his thing was, but I'm not being disrespectful. Like he had no intention of being disrespectful in his mind. He wasn't saying nothing wrong. He wasn't doing nothing wrong because that's how he is used to. That was the norm for him Mm -hmm. in terms of communication. And so it took for him to acknowledge what my communication style was and for me to acknowledge what his communication style was. But it also took for me to understand his intent.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: You get what I'm saying? He's not, he's not intentionally trying to hurt my feelings it doesn't mean that he didn't my feelings are valid my feelings are hurt Mm -hmm. right and that is always valid but he's not intentionally trying to hurt my feelings so I have to take that into consideration because it matters it's one thing for somebody to be like, you know, intentionally pushing on your pressure points and intentionally right. saying and doing things that they know are going to hurt your feelings. That's malicious intent.
1: Right, right. Okay. That it's a
0: whole other thing for somebody to accidentally keep rubbing up against something or for somebody to just be like in the course of who they are and and rub up against something. That's a whole different thing. Right. And so I had to recognize, like, he's not intentionally doing this, but he is doing this. So how do we find a middle ground? Well, he had to soften up a little bit. He had to be a little bit more aware of how he was speaking to me and the words that he was using and the tone and things like that. Like he had to soften up. But I also had to toughen up a little bit and i okay. had to like really be able to decipher how much of this is just like the jamaican in him you know what i'm saying like how much of this is just who he is and how much of this is like okay nigga i need you to change this shit you know what i'm saying like right, right, and right. and i had to toughen up and so for an outsider where we are now cuz we 5 years in now almost 6 actually but mm-hmm. for for where we are now For an outsider, a regular American, you know, regular degular American to come in, if they would listen to one of our conversations, they probably would say, she don't love herself. Why she let that man talk to her like that? And it doesn't bother me, though, because now I'm in a place where I can decipher between when he just being Jamaican. And when, you know, we have an actual issue.
1: Issue. Because I've
0: adjusted to that tone, okay, you, you get what I'm saying,
1: okay, so in saying that, because I think that goes into our next point, in a strange way, you begin to parallel the request to um be invasive or to um to open yourself up to an individual after a wrong has been committed. It's almost like you parallel that to doing something wrong or cheating, mm-hmm. and in fact. I think as a cheater, you develop habits of protecting your character and upholding your standards, but perception to the person who feels wrong tends to make it appear as though you're covering tracks, right? Mm -hmm. So crossing your T's and dotting your I's begin to develop a characteristic of someone being sneaky, not because they're hiding anything, but merely to provide um, responsibility to why it is I do what I do. And it's hard because even in sticking with the thing for men who feel as though they do things that make women feel uncomfortable, instead of correcting themselves, they try to correct the issue. And that to me seems to like throw the order of mm-hmm. responsibility off because mm-hmm even i begin to develop those same habits of trying to make sure that i correct the issue first before i deal with the very thing that makes her feel the way that she feels so i guess my question would be like do you still have to account for everything that you feel even though the intent is not what you're taking it as because like in some ways i think like what we believe is if I change this, that makes me feel as though or that makes you believe that I was doing something wrong versus me adjusting to what it is you're saying. It's, it's a difficult way to process the change because I don't want you to feel like I feel like I was doing anything wrong, but I do want you to see that I'm willing to adjust myself for you to make you more comfortable Mm -hmm. to receive my truth. Mm -hmm. It's still like this barrier of perception that has to be broken down.
0: Yeah, uh, I think that comes back down to like mistrust and people carrying all of this trauma um, around with them. Because I mean, one would hope that if I express to you that there's a thing that you're doing that I don't like or a thing that you're doing that's hurting my feelings, um, or a thing that you're not doing that's hurting my feelings. If I communicate that to you, I would hope that uh, you would change that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like what what's right, the point right. in telling you if you, you know, it's, it's not enough to just acknowledge there has to be implementation. There has to be a change that's actually made. Um, but if the, you know, if I'm still in a place where I'm carrying around my trauma, that's causing me to then question the changes that you're being made, just like with, the the what we were talking about before about the question about the big booties and all it is it's a setup and it's not an intentional setup let, let me be clear about that it's mm-hmm. not an intentional setup the person that is setting you up, they a lot of times they don't even realize that that's what they're doing. They are just acting from a place of emotion. But because we don't know ourselves and we don't really understand who we are and how we operate and we're not spending time really getting into the nitty gritty of processing our feelings and things like that, we don't realize that we're carrying these things around and that these things are impacting our relationships and our interactions and our relationships the way that they are. So the person on the other end, probably eight and a half to nine times out of 10, they don't, they don't realize that they're setting you up. You know what I'm saying? Um, But it is a setup. It's a setup because you're damned. If you do, You damned if you you don't. You You say you want me to make this change. So even though I don't feel like I did nothing wrong, I'ma make this change because that's what you said you wanted. But then when I make the change, you saying, Well, why you changing all of a sudden? If if wasn't nothing wrong with it, then what you change? Well, what you asked me for then? Why did you (laughs) ask me to make the change if it didn't matter if I made the change or not? You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 a setup, and that's the trauma response that we are carrying with ourselves. Because at somewhere, at some point in that person's life, I'm willing to bet money that they attempted to communicate how they felt about something to somebody. And that person either disregarded their feelings, did not acknowledge their feelings, likely repeatedly likely mm-hmm. this happened more than one time from the same person or more than one time from several different people that was just like the same person. Cause it was just a different face. You know what I'm saying? Same person, different right, face. Right, right, Um, and so their experience has taught them that, people don't care about your feelings that people don't care about what you want or what you need in a relationship. And so if somebody actually does care and is actually doing something other than what you are used to people in those situations doing, then that's cause for suspicion because why would they do that? Because people don't care.
1: Right. Right.
0: You get what I'm saying? So So that's, that's the trauma That's dragging that relationship, relational trauma with you into all of your relationships. And that's a personal issue. That's a that's an individual thing that needs to be healed.
1: Okay, so in this, because we have to get to the women um, Mm -hmm. and detailing the women and how they respond to um, the examples that we gave, what should a man do when he knows that? the person that he ends up with is not ideally who he's used to being with. What can he do as a man to affirm who she is and what she is to him so that there is no like mistrust or disconnection between the two of them while they have to coexist with each other.
0: I think the first thing is to just be honest you know, to be honest with themselves and to be honest with their spouse. And that doesn't mean that you have to highlight every chance you get that, you know, you know what, baby, even though you ain't got no big booty, I still love you, though. Like, that's not, <laughs> that is not it. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? That's not, right. that's not how we want to go about doing that. That will not be productive at all. Um, But being honest about the things that you do love about that person, you know, making sure that, Your spouse, your partner knows that these are the things that I am attracted to about you. So you don't need to highlight the differences. Between you know, like you don't need to highlight what that person does not have that just calls attention to it. Right. Mm -hmm. Highlight the things that they do have that you genuinely, honestly are attracted to. So if your girl don't have no big booty and you still find her sexy, what, why, why do you find her sexy? Like if you see her in a nice outfit, you'd be like, damn, babe, I love, you know, I love when you wear dresses like that. I like the way that that color bounces off your, off your skin Or, uh, I love, I had one dude tell me one time that he loved the way I dress. Mm. This was before I met my husband, he told, which my husband, you know, too, but I'm just saying before I met my husband, he, he told me that he was like, man, it's like, I love the way you dress. And I was like, for real, cause I felt like I mean, you know, I be getting cute or whatever. But I at that time I was still figuring out what my style was and stuff like that. And he was like, no, it's like I like how you, you know, you take chances. He was like, and you always look well put together, and you kind of do your own thing. He was like, and I love that, like, cause cause it's just you, like, you just comfortable being you. He was like, man, I think that shit is so sexy. And I was like, well, damn, okay, you know what I'm saying. Mm. like all right because i realized right, right. when it's i thought dope. about it every every you know if, if he would sleep over or whatever i'm getting dressed for work the next morning he would watch me get dressed he would watch me pick out my clothes and i never really paid attention to it until he said that
1: you know that's interesting because um even as a man now because you know me and my lady are going on like four four years now mm-hmm and i realized that like i probably took a lot for granted in that sense of believing that i wasn't doing enough because i am the like touchy feely the always making sure that you know i'm paying attention type guy Mm -hmm. but i don't do it in a way that makes you feel as though i'm paying you a compliment I always do it in such a way to make it seem as if you're doing it for something other than me, mm. right? Because I, I guess in my mind, it's just the nature of people. Like we have this idea that like when you're in a relationship and a person all of a sudden gets cute, you kind of assimilate that to her going to cheat. Mm. So we joke like that. So like, you know, even when I get dressed up, she'd be like, mm, where are you going? Right. you know what i'm saying like and we do that and we don't realize how sometimes and even those spaces of i guess kind of like playing as though that's what that is what you're saying is sometimes without knowing it that this being for me sometimes is too good to be true yeah and so i need to figure out a better way to say that versus the joking that we typically do because we play like that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I want to make sure that she knows because I definitely am the person who, you know, I don't typically keep my hands off of her. Like no matter she walks by for any reason in the world, I'm pinching, I'm grabbing, <laughs> I'm like stopping her in her tracks, making sure that she pays me attention. I, you know, I stick my nose in her neck. I do all of these different things, mm-hmm. but I need to figure out a way to make sure that despite these things being obvious that I'm still interested and attracted, I have to communicate that intention more, you know, because I think that if you don't, this is how, if a situation was to happen like this for another person where you get caught up in your pictures or in your commentary, they have to now figure out, well, what is it about me? if these are the things that he's doing in his private time, Mm. it kind of like creates that barrier. So that's like very important. What you're saying is that, you know, like making sure that you, I guess, tell the person in those moments that they're not even thinking makes them sexy, like watching the person get dressed. I definitely do that. Yeah. But as a man, I would have never considered that to be one of the things that would qualify as Intention, you know watching her get dressed in the morning and you know picking the panties and the bra out and stuff and mm-hmm. you know when the towel drop after she come out the shower like dope i'm front row seat for that
0: yeah yeah you know,
1: so, <laughs> so it's like damn i have been paying attention you know but yeah so yeah. that makes that makes perfect sense but we got to talk about the women now because um even though a lot of us, you know, do have the capabilities of maturing in our relationships. Some of us really don't know how to process the hurt um, of potentially being um, chosen over, you know, or having somebody being picked above you. You have to like really accept the realities of being let down, um, not necessarily being the the one that he ended up with is so many different areas of hurt that comes from, you know, being rejected. Mm -hmm. So just based on the example, still, if you were in a situation where you found out an old truth about your man and it ties into your insecurity, hypothetically, Mm -hmm. what is the course of action of a woman in that situation? Because in my opinion, accountability does not mean guilt of anything
0: yeah
1: and owning your shit sometimes can be translated as guilt so for a man who makes you feel as though he may just like or is entertained by something how do you own that for that woman and not feel guilty and what is her course of action to finding that information out
0: yeah, I actually went through that um with my husband. Um like I said my husband is Jamaican and anybody like if you really really know and understand Jamaican culture and you know that um Jamaican women they dress um uh What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I guess I'll say risque. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, okay. When I went to Jamaica before we got married, um, I went to Jamaica when we were dating. Actually when we got engaged, I had I had gone to Jamaica for two weeks um to to see him and uh, that was the first time I met his family face to face. You know, I I had been on FaceTime with them and stuff like that, but that was my first time meeting his family face to face. So it was a big deal. You know, I was, I was nervous and I had brought, you know, all my best little outfits, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to Jamaica, I'm going to meet his family X, Y, and Z. And I, when I got to Jamaica, Um, he has, my, my husband has two sisters, um, and both of his sisters are like brick house. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. they fine as fuck. Like they just fine. You know what I'm saying? Like they Jamaican fine. And I was just like, okay. And they just, their everyday clothes was like club clothes. So like bodycon dresses and, you know, like super high Daisy Duke shorts and you know very revealing clothing and when we started going around Jamaica riding around and stuff he was just showing me you know where he grew up in you know Jamaica and stuff like that like real Jamaica not tourist Jamaica but like real real Jamaica and um, all of the women just was you know short shorts and tight dresses and, and crop tops and this hanging out boobies you know sitting up high and I was just like I am not that girl you know what I'm saying and so I definitely felt some insecurity um as confident as I am in myself um that was one of the things that 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 area in terms of um really finding my style like I said um before I I never really felt like I really had my my sense of style and then I'm I'm from New Orleans um born and raised and don't get me wrong New Orleans is a very progressive city, you know, um, Mm -hmm. but don't get it twisted. It's still the deep South, you know, uh, it is, it is the deep South for sure. And so I was always raised, especially being a plus size woman that, you know, you don't, you don't be letting your body hang all out. Don't want to call too much attention to yourself. Um, it's not ladylike, um, to be doing X, Y, and Z and, you know, stuff like that. So it was like, you know, I was, I was raised, um, very Southern, um, and very like respectable, um, what it means to be a a respectable woman and, and this, that, and the other. Um, and so, you know, for me to, to kind of see that and to see that these are the women that he grew up around. This is what is normal for him. These are the women that he was dating before he met me. Cause I'm the first American woman that he's dated. Um, and so like, I was just like, I, I'm not that girl. And that definitely tapped into my insecurities. Um, and so I told him, I said, babe, I said, um, you like the way you know the girls them dressing or whatever and he was like I mean you know it's whatever and I was like but I'm not ever going to be that like I'm not that girl I was like are you okay with that you know like is that is that all right for you and he was like babe he said, if I wanted to be... This is my really bad Jamaican accent. Just
1: disclaimer,
0: this is my horrible Jamaican accent. He said... <laughs> You're doing that right, though. You're doing yeah, right. He said, babe, he said, if, I, if I wanted to be with a Jamaican woman, I would be with a Jamaican woman. And I was like, are you sure? You know, like, because I know sometimes niggas be saying shit just because they don't be want, Like you said, they don't be wanting See, to hurt their girl I mean. feelings. that's you know what, what I mean. That's what I mean, Yeah, right. and I'm like, are you sure? Like, because I'm for real, for real, like... That's not, I'm not that girl, you know? And he was like, babe, he's like, I don't, you know, that it does, that, that doesn't matter to me. It's like I like you because of X, Y, and Z. It's like I like the way you dress and and this, that, and the other. And so, you know, that was that was a struggle for me um, to kind of find my place in that. Um, and to to find my comfort level in that. Um, and for me, the way that I was able to process that. Of course it was helpful for my husband to, who, which he wasn't my, I mean, he actually proposed to me a couple of days later. Um, and that was really nice, you know, but, um, it was very helpful for him to just without a shadow of a doubt reaffirm to me that he is attracted to me as is, and that, you know, who I am is sufficient for him. Um, So that was very, very helpful indeed. But the other side of it was honestly me having to understand why that made me feel so uncomfortable. What about that? What like what was that tapping into? Where was that insecurity really coming from for me? Um, Because it was deep, you know, like it was it was really deep. And so I had to understand where that was coming from for me. And that's how I got into the whole, you know, socialization and, and realizing that like, I was always conditioned or like it was just always really bred in me to not call too much attention to myself and that it's not ladylike to do certain things or to wear certain clothes or, you know, you don't want to, you can't be hanging all out. My mama always told me, um, you could be, you could be big, but you don't have to be trifling. And Mm. that was one that, Mm -mm -mm. that has always, always stuck in my mind. You could be big, but you don't have to be trifling, which I, I think is a thing. I, I'd still hold true to that. You know what I'm saying? Like I still hold true to that today, but what has changed is what my idea of what trifling looks like.
1: Right. 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 You see what I'm saying?
0: Like my understanding, my perception of what trifling looked like, because as we got deeper into our relationship And uh, now we live in South Florida. We live in Fort Lauderdale, um, Miami area, which is... Fully, like very heavily populated with the Caribbean you have all parts of the Caribbean are um, represented here and that that freedom in, in terms of loving your body and and you know this is the body that I have and so I'm just going to make the best of the body that I have and and being able to wear clothes that make you feel sexy and things like that that's a Caribbean thing that's not just a, a Jamaican thing this is the body I have and this is the body you're going to get so that's a Caribbean Things. So being around this culture, where women are, you know, praised for feeling comfortable and confident in their bodies, and that it's, it's not like you don't have to, they're not socialized to minimize themselves because um, their body is bigger or whatever it might be um, and also coming into contact with all different types of women um from the Caribbean and understanding that it's not just this one type of way to be or to dress you know I have really I feel like my own body positivity my own comfort with my own body has I mean just it has shot through the roof, you know. I wear stuff now that I never would have worn back in the day and I look damn good in it. I look That's good so. in it.
1: That's so. yeah.
0: You know, my husband told me one day we saw somebody walking and I saw this uh, this girl with this outfit on and she was, I mean, like she was hanging. She was hanging out all over the place. Cause I, now let me give this disclaimer as well. I really do believe that just cause it's made in your size, don't mean it's made for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. So okay. I okay. still believe that there's something to be said for, you know, making good, choices when it comes to fashion and things like that, or the way that you present yourself matters. Um But this girl had on this outfit, me and my husband was together. And I said, um, I said, babe, I said, if I wore something like that, I said you would be okay with it. He said, babe, said, you can wear whatever you want to wear. Long as it look good. He said, if it don't look good, you cannot wear it. I was like, okay. Mm. And, and with that, you know, I, it gave me permission to start experimenting and to start trying to find what my style actually is, because I had never, I just had never been in a place to even do that. And so I was able to start exploring with things and wearing more body kind, kind of clothes and, and stuff like that. And like really finding where I am now, which is extreme. I am more comfortable with my body today than I ever have been in my entire life. But that started with me taking ownership of my insecurities instead mm-hmm. of putting it on or making it the responsibility of somebody else to make me feel comfortable in my body. I took that ownership for myself and I said, what, what is causing me to feel this way how can I get over that? And then what will make me feel more comfortable? comfortable how, what, right. what makes me feel more like me? And that journey, that process, it has taken me about three years, about three, almost four years or so. Um, but I, I am in a place now where I can confidently say I know who I am and I know how to express myself via fashion.
1: Okay. Okay. So instead of using the opportunity to, um, I guess attack or bash the man for his truth, you took an objective approach and looked at yourself and said, well, what is it that makes me feel this way? Mm -hmm. Um, how do I process what I feel without incriminating or making him feel guilty? Of anything, and then having a positive conversation about those things, I think that 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 says a lot because a lot of men, and I may be speaking for a small few, because some niggas are pieces of shit. We ain't gonna mm-hmm. act like that's not the truth, mm-hmm. but I really do feel as though a lot of men feel like cheaters because they haven't found a constructive process to utilize in explaining a lot of the things that. Led them to become the person or the individual that they are in the moment of finding the perfect partner um a lot of things that we do in our past, which I understand now a lot of things that we do in our past, we really don't have an explanation for um it's just a representation of our freedom mm. in those particular spaces that um a lot of times people want to pull from, but um, the woman is a very delicate person. In that situation is because I guess we are always we are always taught that in certain areas they they say protect our feelings, but I believe that that maybe that word needs to change because I can't protect you from the truth. It right. just has to be what it is. Um, I think what we need to do is be a little bit more aware of our of their feelings um and be compassionate to the feelings versus trying to actually protect them because that's a part of a cheater. Yeah. Believing that protecting them from the truth by telling lies was the most responsible thing to do. Yeah. So that makes sense.
0: It does. It does. And I just want to add to that in terms of like telling the truth and being honest, being real about um, the reality of what you're feeling you are not you're doing them a disservice by coddling them and and trying to you know handhold of course you want to to be and display empathy you want to be empathic you don't want to just you know you don't want to be callous when you're saying something that you know has the potential to hurt somebody's feelings there's a certain amount of um concern and care that needs to go into that communication. And note, that just really comes down to basic communication skills. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's just like that's a skill set problem and skills can be taught and skills can be learned. So you can learn how to communicate more compassionately to somebody. But above all else, you still have to be honest. You still have to tell the truth because the truth is where the growth happens and and right, the lies right. is where the destruction takes place. So if you feel some kind of way about something, you have to be able to say that in a way that the other person can receive it, but say it nonetheless. It's going right, to hurt right. their feelings. And sometimes we need our feelings to be hurt in order for us to be able to grow from something or in order for us to be able to really move past something as a unit. I can't not say it because it's going to hurt your feelings because not saying it hurts my feelings. Mm, You see mm, what I'm saying? So so now I'm choosing your feelings over mine.
1: Right. Right. But
0: either way it goes, somebody ain't going to be happy.
1: At least if I
0: tell you the truth, if I if I'm open and honest with you about whatever my reality is, once you process those hurt feelings, because that other person has the responsibility to process their feelings. So once you process your hurt feelings, the truth is out there now and we can come together as a unit, as a team and figure out how now how do we move past this? how do we, what's the work around here? What is the compromise here? Because now it's all on the table. So it's like ripping off the bandaid. You know what I'm saying? It hurt mm-hmm. when you first rip it off, but then after you rip it off, you can assess the wound and figure out what's the next steps.
1: Okay. So we are pretty much covering everything that I initially wanted to ask, but um, we're close to wrapping up and I have two more things to, discuss with you Mm -hmm. it's two more questions um the first one I'm going to ask is when we discuss the physical in a relationship we are typically discussing sex Mm -hmm. never considering that there is a question of being attractive that plays a part of a physical part of a relationship how much emphasis should we place on attraction when we find out that we're interested in another because I think that like the communication is oh I'm ready to partake in you more or less than this is what I want you to know that I see in you so how much does attraction play in that part of being interested in another person
0: you're talking uh, about purely physical attraction yes um so I mean I think it's bullshit when people say Uh, physical attraction shouldn't matter. Um, That's that's just ridiculous. Um, Of course, physical attraction matters. Um, Now, it it shouldn't or it doesn't need to be the only thing that matters. And I think that's where a lot of us kind of get caught up is because we get so wrapped up in the physical that we don't ever really get to anything of any real substance but physical attraction absolutely matters i have to look at you i have to want to have sex with you i have to want Mm -hmm. you to touch me i have to want you know all of those things so physical attraction absolutely matters um in in any type of romantic relationship um but i think it it needs to matter to the extent of um like doable. Um and I know that that sounds right, real right. fucked up, but but that's just the reality. Um is this doable? Um because the I know it's very cliché, but it is the truth that a, attraction, physical attraction can grow from emotional attraction. When you are really connected to somebody, listen, I I dated this dude before i met my husband the same dude that told me he liked the way that i dress if you was to look at this dude you would be like girl what in the fuck you know what i'm saying like he he wasn't he wasn't i didn't think he was ugly i actually thought he was cute but he definitely was not traditionally handsome you know what i'm saying he Hmm. he my husband is extremely (laughs) handsome Um, my husband is, I mean, like tall, dark, you know, my husband is extremely handsome. And most of the guys that I had dated before that guy was extremely handsome. You know, this guy, he was short. He was like me. We was the exact same height. You know what I'm saying? I'm five, four and a half. We was the Mm -hmm. same height. He might've actually been a little bit shorter than me. He was super, super skinny. You know, like he just, he was not traditionally what you would think of as sexy, you know, but there was a chemistry between us that I just cannot even describe. There was something about how he showed up. There was something about his energy that just really, really fed my energy. And it was, it was a very, very, very compatible pairing and compatible in multiple ways of course physically compatible but we were also intellectually compatible um we were emotionally compatible um we were compatible in a lot of different ways um and so even though he was not quote unquote traditionally handsome he was i was extremely attracted to him extremely so Attraction is not just about physicality. Um, Sometimes there's an energetic kind of attraction that makes the physical connection heightened that much more. But if all you're focused on is the physical of someone and never really giving yourself an opportunity to be open to all of the other different types of attraction that exist, or that has the potential to exist between two human beings then you're shutting yourself off from the potential of great really really fulfilling experiences and or relationships he was an experience in my life. He wasn't a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like he was, he was a, a long-term experience, you know what I'm saying? But an experience nonetheless. And that experience taught me a lot about who I am. That experience taught me a lot about myself um, and what I wanted and what I needed in a relationship, you know? um, So I think, yes, you know, physicality matters, Physical connection matters. Don't let anybody tell you that it doesn't matter. Um, But also allowing yourself to be open to all of the other potential connections that exist that can, you know, heighten that physical connection down the road.
1: Okay, okay. And the last question is, Should seeing who your partner once dated Raise a question within yourself, what could possibly become of your review of another person's past?
0: Hmm. So the question is, should seeing who your person uh, used to date um impact you know or make you question yourself? And the answer is no, it should not, but the reality is that it does i mean that's just that's just what it is, and I think that we always looking for ways to sabotage ourselves. We always looking for ways to Mm -hmm. sabotage our relationships and, and the, the, Those types of things, what you're describing is just one of the easiest ways to make that happen. Um, And so a lot of people default to it because it allows us to remain where we are. Um, And, you know, we are able to use those things as an excuse to not open ourselves up, to not be vulnerable, to not connect, to not let people in. Um, And, you know, we instead, I think we need to be looking for the explanations. Um, Excuses and explanations. Explanations are two different things. They may seem very similar, but they're two different things. Excuses allow us to remain where we are, and explanations give us the information that we need in order to grow and move forward. Mm -hmm. And so they might look very similar, but how we perceive them and how we utilize them in our lives is what really makes the difference. So that's one of those things that I think is an excuse. We use as an excuse to. Create a barrier and not allow ourselves to open up to other people um you know who the person who your person dated before you came along only matters to the extent of helping you understand their growth journey. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying,
1: yeah, because
0: yeah, yeah. if you looked at all of the dudes I dated before I met my husband, they tell a story. They tell a story. They tell a story Absolutely. of my growth. They tell a story of my maturity. They tell a story of my lowest points and they tell a story of some of my highest points. Like they tell my story, my story of my own journey of healing. And mm. so my husband also tells a story. It tells a story of who I am now and where I am now at this and this place in my life. And thankfully, We have been able to grow together relatively Mm -hmm. consistently, stably, you know, at the same rate together. And so he's still a part of my journey. And the hope is that he will forever be a part of my journey. You know what I'm saying? Um, But he is also a part of my story, just like everybody else is. So I think who they've met, who they've dated in the past matters to the extent of helping you to understand their journey
1: wow for you guys listening the reason why i named this uh, lesson feels like i'm cheating is because for a lot of us we don't always get the permission to be who we truly are and in the most unusual ways and in perfect conditions our past tends to disrupt our progressions and even in my own relationship, I had to realize that in order for me to grow with a person, I have to accept every part of who I am. Um, and it was a very uncomfortable position, but usually that's how growth tends to happen. So if you are a person who hasn't quite accepted the truth about yourself, that you like certain things that your partner does not possess Um, Be daring enough to have that conversation to make sure that they're comfortable with the knowledge of knowing that this is what you like and that they do not have that characteristic. Don't be fearful of the truth because it'll definitely help you grow. And um, I'm truly grateful for Latrice giving us all of this good game and wisdom that she shared with, you know, just using me as the guinea pig to create a scenario for us to talk about why we tend to feel like we're cheating. It's not so much that we're cheating our partners. It sometimes means that we're cheating ourselves. Mm -hmm. We can't be honest. We can't be upfront. We can't hurt nobody's feelings. We can't be blatant because sometimes the, the blatant truth is what tends to scar the tissue of a person's emotions. So all of these things are deflected from when we have to confront our partners and if you can't be those things then more than likely that's probably why you're cheating mm-hmm. so um this was a very great conversation and i'm glad that for some reason while preparing for this conversation i remembered this moment and kind of writing in third person like this happened to me without even realizing that you know that would be the case so i'm um super grateful for you uh, for coming in And sharing on the platform so um again um we have a lot of work to do as men and women and i believe that this is going to help us begin that process so um thank you so much thank you so so very much
0: absolutely thank you so much for having me can i just let everybody know um where they can reach me
1: yep I was going to get right into that as soon as we finished. So go ahead and give me information.
0: See, I jumped the gun. That's one of them things. My (laughs) husband be telling me, babe, you need to slow down, babe. That's one of the things. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the things. Um, so first of all thank you so much for having me um, I, I really do appreciate and I hope that I lived up to your expectations here today absolutely um, Absolutely. so uh, once again everybody my name is Latrice Sampson Richards I am a mental and emotional wellness creative I always like to say I'm a creative that just so happens to be a therapist um, so I'm mm-hmm. like the home girl that uh, actually knows what she's talking about um, I have a Facebook group called Trust Village it is your safe space for healing and manifestation. And it is specifically a safe space for black women. It's 100% free. um, And so you know, come on over and and join us in the village. I do weekly live streams um, inside of Trust Village. And I actually have Trust Village Academy is coming uh, in a couple months. And so um, if you join the Facebook group, that'll be the best way for you to find out about the Academy coming up. You can follow me on Instagram, at Latrice Sampson Richards um, and like my Facebook business page at Latrice Sampson Richards as well and of course you can head on over if you want to find out more about me and my journey you can head over to my website LatriceSampsonRichards.com I have lots of information about what led me down this path of sharing my journey with you all Um, and then also uh, lots of videos podcast episodes um, vlog episodes and things of that nature, you can uh, just learn more about me and find out how you can work with me if that's something that you want to do. Thank you so much. Uh, I uh, I appreciate it. I I'm very very honored um, to to be here with you. I admire. What you do as well, um your openness and your vulnerability um I think that more people, not just men but more people mm-hmm. um need to be able to embrace their vulnerabilities and be able to acknowledge um their areas right. or of uh or opportunities for growth, as I like to call them um and so i I think what you're doing is very powerful, and I'm here for it. I'm definitely here for it thank
1: you so so much. Um, If you just so happen would like to follow the host, you can follow me at Dergo BJ. That's D-E-R-G-O-B-J on Twitter. It is The Subject Change on Instagram. I do have an email address that is loveletters115 at gmail.com. And I do have a hotline for change the subject my primary show but because this is very much a part of that show you can also send your questions comments and show topic suggestions to that hotline um send a text or any kind of communication that you would have at 313-652-0220 let me know what your thoughts and comments were about this episode that we're going to call feels like i'm cheating hopefully this will help you to grow a much better perspective in how to channel your energy and feelings within your relationship for those things that you don't necessarily feel as though you live up to in terms of your partnership. Um, I truly enjoyed this conversation and I hope you did as well. I'll see you guys in two weeks with another episode. Well, no, we call these lessons. I will see you guys in two weeks with another lesson of teach me how to love you better. Peace and blessings.